Welcome to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots. A weekly program that showcases radio production by independent community media. We bring local stories to a national audience produced at a different location every week. People are very much in fear. And now under this administration, we have seen the dose of fear injected in our communities just go skyrocket, you know. Today from The Earth Wants You, a radio show produced by the Church of Stop Shopping in New York City with your host, Salvatore D, and I'm Reverend Billy. We will continue an investigation of the immigration rights struggle in, in our city, and we will pay special attention to the atrocities of the Immigration Customs Enforcement, ICE, this rogue agency that seems to come straight from Donald Trump's neuroses. The focus of our work at the Church of Stop Shopping has been to illuminate and highlight the activities of ICE in New York City and to really show fellow New Yorkers where ICE operates. Um, that is why we have Bikes Against Deportation at the Varick Street Processing Facility. That is why we spend so much time at Foley Square downtown. ICE has escalated and harshened their tactics. They are posing as police. They are picking up delivery people who are riding e-bikes. They are finding people who have unpaid parking tickets and deporting them for those. There is a war on immigrants in New York City and around the country, along with many other immigration groups, New Sanctuary Coalition, Make the Road. We have tried our best to show what is happening. In April, we organized uh, the People's Press Conference, which was an effort to highlight the stories, the true and real stories of people who have experienced detention, deportation, any number of things along the way. And we have a clip of that now. They're, they're kind of instructed by events to be silent and be invisible, but they stepped forward into the light of day, right there in the shadow of the New York State Supreme Court, and they, they talked on a sound system to lots of people about their situation as new Americans facing Trump's police. We know the movement was built and a movement is growing. But a movement is not led by one person. A movement is led by all of us. It's Ravi from our choir. The movement is bringing the voiceless into the light. Here's Guadalupe. Hello, my name is Guadalupe Gonzalez, and I'm here to represent my mom. Eight years ago, she got deported. It was something strong for us because I have a younger brother, and he been asking me why eight years he couldn't be with my dad, and then now he's here, and he wants to be with my mom, too. And he's afraid. It gets me mad that he's afraid that one day he's going to go home and he's not going to find my dad because sometimes ICE does things that he shouldn't be doing. So at the end of the day, I'm here to present her because... I want her to be here with me. I'm not supposed to choose between my mom and my dad being with her on Christmas or being with my dad on Christmas. I have the right, I mean, I was born here, I was raised here, so if I used to have a family here, but I have to leave them because I gotta choose between my mom. I mean, I'm not supposed to choose if I'm supposed to have my both parents. Then my little brother starts to say, tell me that he sees on the news that ICE comes home and they take all like your family. He's not supposed to be afraid of going to school and coming back home and one day not finding my dad. If I don't stand up, who's going to do it? Oh, amen. And here we have David from Honduras. 
porque necesito a mi mamá de vuelta. It's horrible not being able to be with her. It's very hypocritical actually that she is not here. Um, I want to ask the police or all people involved with immigration uh, that bring my mother back because I live with her for 15 years and uh, it's horrible uh, the feeling of not being uh, able to share with her and be with her. I love her dearly. Thank you. Come on, here's Lyndon. America's, America's a great country. This, um, I almost cried uh, sitting back there listening to stories, so I'm not trying to um, sadden you with my story. Uh, I'm basically I'm gonna keep it uh, short. I've been uh, in this country 40 years, and after 40 years, I found myself as a uh, deportee, and that's very sad to me. And uh, but we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that because I always cried back there. So we're gonna keep it. Um, try to keep it happy. So um, we all got to stick together and uh, fight this ICE immigration situation. And with, uh, with everybody coming together and giving a hand, we definitely could solve the situation. So we know we could solve this problem once and for all if we try. So uh, I'm not going to stay too long. I just want to thank you for being here. Oh, and, uh, Lyndon. I'll Keeping it real, uh, Lyndon. Here's Hal. That question is, ¿Qué vas a hacer si me llevan? In English, the word, their words mean, what would you do if they take me away? What will I do without them? This is a question that I had that I never thought I would face so young. Now there are officers knocking at your door pretending to be police, but they're ICE. They enter your apartment without any permission and they take your family away from it. I hope that with your help to help me and others like me, we'll never have to answer that question, what will I do without them? As we worked through the spring with these remarkable activists around the city, uh, certain stories broke through and the public became increasingly aware of the crisis, the war on immigrants taking place. The story of Claudia Gonzalez, a young woman shot dead by Border Patrol trying to cross in Mexico. Pablo Villavicencio, a pizza delivery man, uh, called into ICE by soldiers at the Fort Hamilton base here in Brooklyn. Uh, and Roxana Hernandez, a trans woman who died of complications of AIDS after being held in ICE detention and in an ICE box for four and a half days. We spoke about Roxana on The Earth Wants You. Roxana Hernandez was a transgender asylum seeker who died in ICE custody uh, on the 25th of May. She was 33, year old, 33 years old, and she uh, had applied for asylum um, because it was not safe for her to be in Honduras. She contracted HIV uh, while being gang raped. And she went across Mexico with the so-called uh, migrants caravan, mm -hmm. which you must have all heard about in the news. Um, she was allowed into the country and, uh, and successfully applied for asylum and then was transferred a couple of times um, and at one point was held for at least five days in uh, these freezing um, ice blocks, they're called, where the temperatures are extremely low and it's very uncomfortable. Anyone who's been arrested knows that jail is often freezing cold. It's one of the ways they punish you while you're there. Um, but this is an extraordinary circumstance. And uh, Roxana, when admitted finally to the facility for trans um, immigrants, 
was already ill and was shortly taken to the Lovelace uh, Hospital in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where she died of complications from HIV. Um, Roxana tried really hard to save her life. And uh, this country failed her in a profound and terrible way. Um, there's been a big response, I think, in New York City uh, to her death. Um, trans people, as you know, are vulnerable to mistreatment in any institutional situation um, and many social situations for that matter, but particularly at the hands of law enforcement. We know this. The New Sanctuary Coalition is a, an intense group of compassionate and effective survivors of ICE, is what they are. They, they have been through and some are still in the harrowing immigration process of this country. So we would like to uh, share with you a, an interview with Father Juan Carlos Ruiz, uh, one of the founders of the New Sanctuary Coalition. Juan Carlos. You have this layering of policing, you know, extra policing, Gestapo-like, because there are people who roam our streets and go into our homes all geared up, all weaponized, you know, riot gear. They go into our homes of whom, you know? I was just talking this morning uh, with Carlos' family, and Carlos' family, he worked uh, with a company out in Long Island for 17 years, Okay. He was last deported like 17 years ago after he was, he was beat up by the police, okay? And because the police didn't want to deal with him, you know, they deported him. He came back, he made a family of his own, and he is here. Now, he has a deportation order, and they told him, well, we are looking at your case. You can come in. Because this works like the parole system. People have to check uh -huh, in, uh -huh. uh, you know, periodically into 26 Federal Plaza. Uh -huh. So Carlos check in, what happens? He's checking in with his lawyer. He doesn't check out. Carlos was sent to Louisiana yesterday because he's on his way to be sh to being shipped out to now, Guatemala. Now, now he has children. Yeah, now he has two children, one autistic one. He has a mother here who is a resident permanent resident, has brothers who are, I mean, he came from Guatemala because his father had been killed. Now, we are sending him back. The government is sending oh. him back oh to God. his certain death. I mean, this morning at six o'clock in the morning, the wife is calling me and basically saying, what do we do? What can we do? If you are detained this morning in 26 Federal Plaza, systematically, methodically, by the evening when you are processed, through 201 very strict, which is a processing detention center there, you are shipped out a thousand miles away, mostly. Because why? Be because they want you to be cut off. We know this infrastructure has been in place for decades. We know uh, it's a, a for-profit industry, largely, right? We know that yes. people, a lot of people are getting very rich off of it. 
We also know that it is accelerating to some degree. Is that true? That is true. I mean, last week we had this uh, misnomer of campaign making New York safe where 225 people were rounded up in five days or so. Uh, I've been getting complaints from people that basically uh, ICE was impersonating NYPD. Okay, and we need to denounce this because mm -hmm. we are a sanctuary city. They cannot be using the law enforcement as a way to cover their darkness, their acts. Uh, people, given that they trust some, at some degree, uh, NYPD, they open the doors. Once they were inside their houses, uh, people, they, they basically say, oh, we are immigration police and we are looking for so-and-so. Take, for example, Aura, who is on 4th Universalist on Central Park Avenue Church. Uh, she, uh, after being raped in 2004, 2005, uh, when she was crossing to get away from the violence in Guatemala, uh, she wanted to forget her whole experience, you know? And so she put away her the paperwork that she was given after been in that detention center somewhere in uh, around McAllen, Texas. Mm. Uh, and she was deported in absentia, you know? Uh, this is due to the trauma of not only crossing, but of being raped by a patrol, a border patrol officer, okay? So there is this investigation going on. Um, Aura was told to present herself on March 1st with one-way ticket to Guatemala. You know, a year ago, less than a year ago, one of her brothers, because he refused to join the this paramilitary gang, you know, the Maras, uh, he was killed a year ago. And this is his oh, second, man. her second brother who got killed in the recent oh, years. No. So we are talking about people who are really fleeing from this homegrown, I keep mm -hmm. saying homegrown violence because the Maras were a result of our policies. Mm. Right. Yes, it's, it's you know, it's, were people who were in prison in the eighties, nineties, and they were sent back to their home countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and so this is uh, this is what we are exporting. You know, uh, we are the purveyors of uh, great violence. And then you have coupled with that, you have the smuggling and the free uh, flow of weapons down mm. to the south. Mm. I mean, eighty-five percent weapons either in Mexico you name it the US made US export you're listening to sprouts radio from the grassroots a weekly program bringing you local radio productions of national interest if you're just joining us we're concentrating today on the immigration rights movement in New York City We toured with the Stop Shopping Choir up to Bedford, Massachusetts, on the edge of Boston, and encountered for the first time a family in sanctuary under the protection of the community of the church. We sang to Maria, and she told us stories about the visiting of her children. We talked about Maria on The Earth Wants You. Maria is... Uh, has been for four months in sanctuary there. We sang to her. She was up on the balcony above us. 
What a wonderful woman. With the whole congregation there, and, uh, the, the uh, Stop Shopping Choir just singing their hearts out. We would have sung to her for days oh. if she wanted. I, I, I would have stood there singing till I keeled over, honestly. I don't feel like I'd do anything for her. Amen. The a lot of love there. A lot reciprocal. Of... You see, the thing is, yeah. it goes in two directions. It's a, a circle, and it is um, She's giving inspiring. to us as well. Yeah. Have you ever been convicted of a crime before your life? Do you have any skills? Are you a homo communist? Is there anyone you the Church of Stop Shopping started an action called Bikes Against Deportation. On the third Thursday of every month, we would gather with our bicycles and ride around the Varick Street Processing Facility in the West Village. Uh, the point of that really was to illuminate and highlight the presence of ICE in the heart of our city. Uh, most people don't know they're operating there. They don't know that people are in shackles. They don't know that people are being deported and detained from that location. Um, there's been an ongoing vigil in that area around that building since the 80s when there was a, another immigration crisis with um, Haitian people coming across the waters. So uh, this is an old tradition and we're updating it with bicycles. For one thing, bicycles take up more space. They make you bigger. You don't need as many people. And it's a way to involve uh, not just pedestrians and uh, uh, people on the sidewalk, but cars. And so we gather on the corner of Houston and Varick, and then we begin slowly riding around the block, slowing traffic, calming traffic. There are people in these vehicles. There are people in these vehicles. There are people in these buildings. There are people in this Each of our Thursdays had its own qualities. In April, we were surprised that ICE was depositing men in shackles and handcuffs right in front of us and trying to march them past us. They didn't get far. They had to put them in, in vans and sit there and wait for us to get done with our 90-minute 90 90 ritual. But it was a, a shock, and um, some of us uh, became angry. Some of us started crying. There was a Somali gentleman that, in particular, I remember was, was just very sad. And they always just had T-shirts on. And we realized, again, looking back across uh, the experience of Roxana Hernandez and, and how people are put in very cold prison environments, they just seemed to be shivering. And they were on their way to airports to be deported. They were on their way into the jail to be processed. We slowed down their processing. And actually just yesterday at choir, I asked Cloud why it was important to do the Bikes Against Deportation Action, which is happening this Thursday. And Cloud is Rivas. This is Cloud, uh, eating his lunch. <laughs> okay, so we're here at the Stop Shopping Choir practice on the Sunday, and I'm with Cloud, who's eating some sweet potato fries and some sort of an omelette. Uh, Cloud, can I ask you, why is it important for us to do the Bikes Against Deportations Action? We have to remind the city that this is a sanctuary city. It's good to frequently protest. It's good to fre frequently demonstrate to everybody that we don't stand for this. We can't just do it once. We have to do it recurrently so that it becomes a habit and it eventually 
eventually people get the message and it becomes normalized that this, this is a sanctuary city. With the Trump administration, a lot of bad things are at risk of becoming normalized. So we have to like normalize the, the exact opposite by protesting frequently. In the last couple of weeks, as I'm sure you all know, terrible stories have emerged about family separations and uh, lost children, missing girls, catastrophic spectacle at the borders of this country and increasingly in our cities. The public have responded. The people of the United States have responded. And there is a groundswell of activism and action around the country. Marches, rallies, vigils, phone calls, petitions, every effort possible, it seems to me. The night before the June ride, the pride against deportation, a call went out for people to come to LaGuardia Airport and greet children who'd been separated from their families at the southern border. So hundreds of people went to LaGuardia and waited for these kids to come off these airplanes. That the act of coming to this country to seek refuge is not a crime. That the act of coming to this country to seek refuge is not a crime. That we are with our immigrants, brothers and sisters. That we are with our immigrants, brothers and sisters. Who are in detention camps right now. Who are in detention camps right now. At the border. And the next day, clearly building on this incredible momentum around the country, pride against deportation, bikes against deportation, was massive. There were hundreds of people there. We arrived, it was a beautiful sunny afternoon. Uh, we had signs, we had a float for Roxana Hernandez, a bicycle float. We had floats with rainbows. We had a huge sign about two stories tall that says, Jeff Sessions, go to hell. People were angry, <laughs> people were on, on fire. I mean, there was a real sense of movement in the air. That sign was on fire. The, the, there were flames painted on the go to hell Jeff Sessions, Once burning up his name. loading dock number five where ICE operates and we stood there with that giant sign and people gathered and they came from every direction and there were probably a hundred, more than a hundred bicycles there 
and we started singing and shouting. Reverend Billy was preaching. There was a young Native American woman who spoke. There were immigrants who spoke. Ravi Ragbir spoke. The police were nowhere to be seen. DHS were hiding behind the security hut. It felt like a, a turning point at taking place. It really did. We felt, well, this is a social moment. This morning, the Supreme Court of the United States of America upheld President Trump's so-called Muslim ban, changing forever the meaning of the United States of America. In this time, when families are being separated, when dreamers are being forced to go to countries they've never even set foot in, we have to take stock and always remember to look all the way through the picture, look all the way through the story, find Pablo delivering his pizza and understand that his story is just as important as Claudio Gonzalez shot in the head by Border Patrol. Make all these stories important. Take it on yourself. We will be called upon to be courageous in ways that will just be ongoing. This is a social movement. It is utterly, implacably opposed by the Trump Republicans who are standing as one, declaring a radical new kind of racist America. So let's stand together. Amen. We're on the move. Our bodies are the yeah, on the move. Brown borders, burying walls. We're on the move. We're on the move. Washing our borders, burying walls. Love at the gate. That's the sound of justice. Justice. Love at the gate. Yeah, that's the sound of justice. Justice, love at the gate. I heard that's the sound of justice. Justice, love at the gate. I heard that's the sound of justice. Justice, love at the gate. I heard that's the sound of justice. Justice, love at the gate. I heard that's the sound of just
to Sprouts Radio from the grassroots. Many thanks to the New Sanctuary Coalition, Juan Carlos Ruiz, Killian Sinderman, our producer here in New York City, Ursula Roydenberg. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Sprouts is a weekly program produced in collaboration with community radio stations and independent producers across the country. The program is coordinated and distributed by Pacifica Radio, thanks to Michael Yoshida at Satellite Operations. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to rebroadcast on Sprouts to showcase it nationally, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Roydenberg, at U-R-S-U-L-A at Pacifica.org. This week, you are listening to The Earth Wants You, produced by Killian Sunderman, a project of the Church of Stop Shopping, readily available on any electronic gadget. I'm Savitri D in New York City. Thank you for listening and see you next week on Sprouts. Sprouts.